fantastic. It's Carl here from Games Brains and Bang Life, GBHBuild.com for sure. And I am here with guitarist Sebastian of legendary blackened death metal band Necrophobic. Sebastian, it's a pleasure to speak with you. How are you today? I am very fine, actually. It's a pleasure to be here. How have you been coping then throughout, well, what is the elephant in the room, 2020 <laughs> and the COVID times? Well, it's it's been, um, uh, strangely enough, it has been working in our favor because usually we don't have this much time to make the promotion and, and get all the things just right for when you release an album. So in, in, when the virus struck, we had just recorded everything and we had so much time for mixing and getting the details right and doing... Uh, interviews and videos and layout and so it has been a less stressful release than ever usually you're on the roads trying to do these things at the same time but this has actually been quite great and uh, of course in my personal life i had uh, so much time to spend with my family which is mm. never wrong so so uh I will not complain. We were sick, actually, but it was not bad. We It was like a flu for a couple of weeks, so we oh, even so managed that. You've, what, you had it? Absolutely, yes. My whole family had it. Wow, incredible. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. I'm glad you're all better then. Yeah, yeah but it, was, it really wasn't bad. It was like a flu or a cold or something. Mm. It was... But uh, we were tested for ant antibodies, so we are free to go, so to speak. So I'm, I'm kind of happy that we went through, through it because now we are not, uh, we don't have to be afraid anymore and stuff like that. You know, it, it, life is pretty much back to normal, even that society has these restrictions. But mm. you know, you know, you don't fear for your life anymore. That's fascinating because it's kind of like an inevitability that a lot of people are going to get it. You know, I've not had it, so no. and I'm just waiting almost. Yeah, yeah. If I had had uh, noon, it would be this easy. I have wanted to have it earlier, but I think though we were sick this summer in June, and and um, then they said the virus wasn't that aggressive mm. then, so. It, Maybe it was a good thing to not have it in like February or March because those people got really ill. Yeah, that's true. Mm. But interesting that the positive side is, as you say, it's almost mm. taking a lot of pressure off the necrophobic project and the new album. Mm. Absolutely. Uh, you have had so much time to think this through. So, and I, it, it's it's gonna be a very special album. It's very special to. I mean, how often is there a pandemic? I mean, it was a mm. hundred years ago, last time. So, so I think for us to be able to to put out this, as we feel it, really strong kind of concept album, you about death and change during a pandemic. That is something I I will probably remember most of my whole career. I mean. It's this very special thing, and and to see how it lands with people that are still isolated, to be able to give them some new music during these kind of depressed times, is also a very interesting thing. Because normally, when you put out music, you 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 meet them on a stage, and when you're on a stage, you're entertaining, even if you 
feel that you're doing a ritual or, or whatever you say as mm. a band. It's still entertainment and people are there drinking, having, having a great time. And you put this kind of heavy, kind of dark music to on a party, you know. But <laughs> this, that's in reality what you do. But in, on these times, it's only the music as we meant it with the message that we wanted to give away that meets music in the true environment for this music to to be captivated, so to speak. I mean, this is not music for dancing or for having a party or for, for meeting not. your friends. This is music for more contemplating and, and even listen to in your headphones or while you're walking in the woods. So it's the it's kind of the perfect times to, to pro, for me as a musician, for me as from a creative musician artist heart. This these are actually the perfect times to put out an album. It will be a different kind of feedback, but it will be more important. Mm. And with the feedback received so far, is that something you've been strongly paying attention to, or do you just kind of check it out when you can? Uh, I kind of check it out the first days, um, mm. but then I realized that my opinion about the album would start will start to change with too much input. You know, then if if people like this especially or or that part don't not so much, then I will kind of evaluate those parts in ways that I didn't before, okay. and then I as a third party will think differently about my music which I don't really like so I kind of uh, thank the audience for the attention and, and the good great feedback but then I step aside like to, to keep this my as it was when I created this in, in the dark of my home you know that, that's yeah, how yeah. I want to keep it yeah and it's easy for fans to kind of forget that whereas the album release um, mm. as of the time of recording just over yeah. a week away for Dawn of the Damned. Um, it's fresh to us, but it's not to you. Are you no. still as in love with it as you were perhaps at the beginning of the year? Or are you kind of sick of hearing the tracks yet? Uh, I, I mean, for me, for me, it's it's creating that is my drive as a mm. musician. And, and when I... I have written most of the music on this album and I, when I write it I don't even write it as a necrophobic album this is just music that has to come out in some way then, then then it becomes necrophobic after a while but for me the music on this album the the the, the personal purpose of it is dead since like a year ago mm. when I wrote when I wrote the last riff then I was finished. Then I moved on. You know. Then, then it's about releasing what is the product. That is, that is not important to me. It's important to me in a way that it's my ticket to meet the audience. You know, mm -hmm. I need this album to be able to go into the tour bus and go up on the stage, which I cannot do now anyway. But, but for me, the music in the physical form, my own music in the physical format, is not necessary at all. Okay. I, I, it's for me it's the creation when, when it's created then it exists it's almost like giving giving birth to life i have four kids and and when, when you make them the kids then they start their own life and and, and they wander off it takes a couple of years but they, <laughs> they 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 have their own timelines so to speak and that's how i feel about the music as long as it's inside of me 
I can control it and I can think about it, but when it's released, it's not mine anymore, you know. That is a sensible way to look at it. Yeah. It's coming quite fairly soon after Markov the Necrogram in 2018. Yeah. Is um, mm -hmm. inspiration and your work ethic just something that right now is really strong? Yeah, work ethic for sure. Uh, and also inspiration. I, I was away from the band for a couple of years, which mm. of course... Uh, kind of uh, I gained on energy during these years and um, but I, I actually uh, w when I was back in the band um, I was also having a couple of more kids <laughs> starting a new relationship and it was so much things going on so I had to like make a schedule how to manage to to have a music career and all the other things you need in mm. life you know so I decided to to uh, go to bed quite early uh, and and get up four o'clock in the mornings which i did from like 2016 until now when wow. this uh, second album of the of this second coming is is finished so i had worth ethic and that was every day of the week Every Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, you know, I never slept in. So wow. when I had written the music for, for Mark of the Necrogram, I just kept on writing, you know. So the, for me, it's it's not about two albums. It's, it's one long, mm. intense period of writing for like four years that ended uh, last fall, you know. Um, what drives your passion for this writing style, this current crop of music that you've been putting out with these two albums? Uh, that's, I think, the diary of a madman, and <laughs> I don't mean—I don't mean the Aussie album. It's—it's it's me. It's—it's uh, it's, sometimes I actually think that I'm that I'm a bit like a lunatic or something because <laughs> I, I get like this hallucination or like themes or feelings or, or, or kind of melody lines that I almost hallucinate and then then it's like if I don't get these out through my guitar and, and mm. I, I, I make some kind of music of it then I stop to function you know I become this crazy artist that just has to create because then otherwise I cannot do the normal things of life then you know so I don't choose to create. I choose to uh, to make time for my brain to work, mm. but the brain works out of itself, so to speak. I, I never sit down with the empty, empty-handed, with empty on ideas. I always have things going on in my head that I cannot control, and the only way to make it quiet, to, to make the voices stop is to finish the demo of the song when, yeah. when i get it down like i write mark of the necrogram the song for instance when, when it's done then i get a few hours or at best a few days of peace but then it just starts again so th that that is it's not actually it's not very it's not a pleasure <laughs> it's 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 a curse you know because it makes you go quite crazy you know I don't feel that I write the music. I, f I feel it's like I'm a madman and, and the music writes itself and forces me. It's like a voice telling, go stab that person. It's like that. 
yeah, <laughs> sit down, play that guitar and get these out because I cannot be in your head anymore. You describe it like almost like an exorcism, an attempt to exercise. Yeah. Exactly, exactly like that. That's what it is. It's amazing. And, you know, overall, necrophobic, 30 years under the belts. Folks tend to then talk a lot about the past when it comes to comparisons to the future mm. as of right now. Yeah. Yet, yes. based off this album, and, and let's say the previous one, Mark of the mm. Necrogram, um, this to me feels like a kind of reborn necrophobic. Is that something you feel? Yeah, we even talked about that. That you know, <clears throat> this necrophobic that we have now, mm. uh, it's a new band. It's a mm. new band from now. As a musician, we are not nostalgic about our back catalogue or or. As a fan, you know, you always like the first demos and the first albums and then it's nah. But as a band, it's from a total different angle. We we are here and we are now when we make this music, as I told you, because it's an exorcist. But <laughs> we we feel we we cannot take care of the fans demands about taking the music back to where it was, you know. As a musician, you want to create something new. Yes. You don't want to. You don't want to recreate. Fans want to recreate stuff, but as artists, do not want. We want to move on. You know, all these people they they are angry with Metallica for not doing the three first albums again. But remember, Metallica were the first ones to come up with this kind of new music that was unheard of. Why would a band? that is that new thinking would want to recreate something old that's totally the opposite way so i think i think artists and fans they work against each other's mm. you know it's the difference between in like in hip-hop music then the fans always wants the new stuff it's yeah. only the news you want the new single a couple of days before it's released and upon the day of the release it's dead then you want another new stuff first they love i mean i started to listen to the new wave of british heavy metal because it was new and a really cool thing but as a fan i just want 1981 to repeat itself for the rest of my life and that's quite interesting thing that we we are like that you know but it's, as a musician i must break free from that because that would drive me crazy try to do the same thing over again so do you just ignore it those calls to be like the <sighs> past i i try to tweak the music and 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 give the fans a little bit of what they want you know uh, if i wasn't thinking about it at all it, i could wander off but but of course i feel like i i have to give give them something that they can rely on but i i i don't sit down and try to copy our old albums mm. the, the the message is clear let's not as fans let's not stifle our creative musicians <laughs> no that that's a bad thing actually <laughs> yeah how comfortable are you then with being in a modern, uh, the modern part of being in a band, the social media, the live streams, those sort of mm. things? Uh, actually, I, I kind of got used to it. I, I refused uh, social media up till like 2014 or something. I was Ooh. very late into this world uh, and I was very 
wanted it the old ways. I did. I didn't want change. But when uh, when I w went back into this band, I realized that this is this is the way you have to to uh, do it because mm. this this is the way you can interact with fans. And and I think I kind of profiled myself. Uh, on the internet with, with what I like. I like guitars. I like collecting. I, I'm a, I like the nerdery about guitars and <laughs> albums. I, I, I like all kinds of heavy metal. I, I don't, uh, I'm very clear that I don't make a difference between Morbid Angel and Motley Crue. To me, it's heavy metal. Everything is heavy metal that is heavy metal. <laughs> I, I don't care, care about Dokken being true or Mayhem being true. It doesn't matter to me at mm. all. But we, and, because I'm that open with this, people are open back. So we we get a kind of good nerdery going on about these topics that I found in, interesting. So in that way, it's a source of information for me. Because when I when I collect bands or try to find out things about guitars and stuff, that there's so much much knowledge from the fans they are they are actually there because they like necrophobic but mm. i kind of tricked them out on other roads <laughs> so that because i'm i'm not that interested in about talking about necrophobic with my fans but if they want to speak about uh you know the early days of wasp or or jackson guitars with me then i'm they are more than welcome you know so i i think i think it's um, it's quite fun actually so you found a nice balance between what you enjoy and what you need to do Exactly. It's it, exactly like that. Do you worry, though, that it kind of removes some of the mystique around yourself, the other guys, and bands in general, I guess? Absolutely. Especially uh, for the black metal side mm. of the band. It's it's a really bad thing to do it like we do. But, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm 48 years old. I've been doing this for my whole life. And, and, and to just Stay in the shadows and only speak about the dark side of your mind. It's not. I don't find I have done that enough, and yeah. I kind of made the decision to to not stay in that corner. Uh, that I rather be a, a musician with all kinds of layers. As I mean. All human beings have a, a mass murderer inside of them, but they also have someone that likes pancakes or cinnamon <laughs> buns. You know, it's it, it's 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 we are all combined with that. It's just the black metal people that pretend they don't like cinnamon buns, but they mm. do. All the ones I met do. So so <laughs> I, I I kind of grow out of it, and I felt like fuck this, fuck this true shit. I don't care anymore, and and. If the people will stop listening to our music because of that, then just buy something else. Then yeah, listen to the old '90s Norwegian black metal and cry about that. I don't care anymore. <laughs> Fantastic! I love the way you put that. Right, Sebastian. Last question then. Aside from the obvious decimation of live shows around the world, are you feeling still quite positive about the future of Necrophobic? It kind of feels like. At this stage, even with a brand new album out in a week, you've still got so much more to give. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, the only thing that stops us now is is maybe 
age, you know, <laughs> you know, it's, so, sometimes when, when, when you, 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 uh, you are on stage and, and you feel that you get more tired or you get back pains and stuff like that. So I just hope that everybody in the band can kind of stay healthy enough to keep on doing this and, and to do this good because I don't want to be in a tired band. There's so many bands that, uh, that have reunions and they are the old tired version of a very great young band mm. i feel we have we have more energy now than ever our our performances have more energy and more movement into it than we ever had but if that stops then we have to quit because i don't want this to be leaning on on, on the what we did in our youth so if we can do that then everything is fine then we'll keep on doing this till we're 70 years old but if we have to roll up in a wheelchair on stage, then it's over. I think that's a fair point to put way to put it. <laughs> you carry on until you can't, basically. Exactly. Sebastian, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for watching. You can check us out on GBHBell.com as well as on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and Tumblr. Go to Patreon to help us out over there, that's patreon.com forward slash GBHBL, as well as Big Cartel where you can find some of our merchandise. We have a podcast running on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts, and of course, if you like this video, do us a favour, hit the subscribe button and help the channel grow. Games, horror and heavy metal, what else is life for?